0: Part 4. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Chapter 42. The Guru, the Serpent, and the Self. After many births, the wise seek refuge in me, see me everywhere and in everything. Such great souls are very rare, said Cicero. Ah, the Gita, said Evil. The maze of the mind cannot be solved by books. It requires action. You know this just as well as I do, Cicero. The serpent's body slithered down around Ival's legs and made its way on to the floor. This is not the time for preservation, old friend. This is an opportunity for destruction and recreation. He'll be fine with me, possum, said Ival. Cicero took a step forward. Be very careful with your next decisions. If you play this right, this could be the boy's last life, said Ival. Or there is also the path of the night in smoke the path of the moon's dark fortnight and the six months journey of the sun to the south he would reach the lunar light where a human birth would have him try again said evil the snake had yet to simmer it was coiled beside evil's feet while cicero seemed ready to charge the men and women of ignorance they worship the spirits of the dead and make gods of the ghosts of their ancestors how else would you have such control the army of passion worships power and wealth but how will they ever battle the light in him? Maybe it is you who must be careful, said Cicero. After all, the man who meets death in the hour of peace and oneness goes to a sinless home among saints of God. Even if the boy dies, he's one with the light. He'll be free forever. Cicero stood firm, up to my knee, with no fear when evil crept up to his tiptoes. At once, my lord, sprinted away while the serpent's tongue hissed a demonic creed. Cicero leapt at Ival's throat, but the snake lunged forward and bit Cicero's side. My lord came crashing down to the floor while the serpent coiled its body around him, squeezing him to die. Writhing in pain, Cicero hung on while the snake made its way up around its neck and pinched tighter. Time you learn the truth, said Ival. The maze of this illusion is most difficult It is life's grandest work of art, and the way out was always within arm's reach. Ivo reached forward and took hold of me when he led me back to the elevator. He pressed the button while the snake wrapped itself tighter around Cicero's core. When the doors opened, he pushed me inside and grabbed hold of the snake to toss Cicero's body in, if only to taunt me. Then I watched the serpent bite into Cicero again and again and even a third time. Standing beside my teacher's body, I collapsed to my knees. When we arrived to the sixth floor, a line of guards with guns pulled me to my feet and escorted me down the white hall. My fellow comrades watched, unwilling to help as my feet stumbled down the tiled surfaces. I had no helmet to protect my face, and everyone saw it was I. T. Hammond's body cringed when I heard a crow up ahead. Somewhere its wings fluttered before the bird screeched into my ears as my lungs panicked for air. You owe us more light, a lot more, said Evil. This pyramid works the same as any human body. It's a maze, and only once a soul is brave enough can you earn your freedom. Summon all your strength to the very end, and you'll be able to tune into all things everywhere. All these soldiers had guns pointed at me, yet these men did not know me. Ready to kill me in an instant, these men did not know my heart and soul. See, we've got to keep producing more light to pay back all the human karma that's accrued, said Evil. But why me? I asked. I'm willing to use anyone's body, but who else can navigate the mind like you? Who else among us is even aware of the illusion? Ival paused to whisper in my ear. Look at them. All these people, these citizens and soldiers, they're all trapped in the material world. But you, you're on the verge of liberation. I was trapped while Ival pulled me along, holding Cicero's body beside him while the snake climbed up his arm. "'It's been quite some time since we worked out an agreement with a light worker like you. "'Or do you prefer a shadow worker? "'It's hard to know these days,' Yval paused. "'Someday all the angels, saints, and souls will bow with gratitude because of you and I.' He was pushing me down the hallway when we stopped at a black door. Red letters were written in dried blood stating, "'Number 666.' "'A guard twisted the metal handle open and pushed me inside. "'I fell to my knees when I saw what the world had become.' A giant warehouse stacked with millions of pages from every contract ever signed, Eval picked me up by the collar and pulled me toward the center of the room. The snake was around its master's neck when Eval tossed Cicero's body aside in the pages behind us. I fell to my knees when Eval crept low to whisper in my ear again. Everyone wants a shot at solving the puzzle, but my maze requires a body. And the only way anyone gets into the human form is by signing my contract first. Then, for the rest of their lives, everything they ever do, good or bad, right or wrong, it's all documented right here and added to their contract. You see all this paperwork. It's how the debt is managed, and it's how I hold the people of Earth accountable. I'd been chained to a demon, and death was calling. I was a prisoner of all its wickedness, and his arm was creeping around my neck. And so far, the light you conjured upstairs covers about two lines worth, said Yvonne. It's a good start, but we'll have to get more creative to get you glowing even brighter. It wasn't his hand around my neck. The snake had slithered down his arm and coiled its body around my throat three and a half times. I could feel my throat going blue as it squeezed me tighter. Don't fight it, said Evil. not in this life. This is your path because you turned the other way. The serpent's tail twitched beside my ear when I realized there was nowhere to stand. Isn't it a bit funny, added Evil. No one would ever sign up to play the game of life if they knew they had to die, but the mother only has one rule. She risks her life so that we have a chance to shine. And for those unwilling to keep growing, then Mother Nature destroys everything in her path. Only those fighting for survival are worth a chance at liberation. The mother of this earth is brutal, absolutely lethal, and catastrophic because if you don't obey her rules, if you forsake her sacrifices, she'll take back everything, including the entire earth and all the life that grows from it. Paper shuffled behind us. My ear caught the sound and, do not let your soul become deterred when life seems depleted. "'Remember, anyone can be destroyed, but it's a choice to be defeated,' said Cicero. His body wobbled upright and stood tall on his own. "'How?' asked Evil. "'I was playing possum,' said Cicero. "'You should know my kind are immune to serpents.' We were stunned. The snake eased its grip around my neck, ready to climb back to its master, but Evil left the serpent behind and began moving toward my lord. "'Time for my last lesson,' said Cicero.' I know all beings, Amokli, past, present, and to come, but no one knows me. All living creatures are led astray as soon as they are born by the delusion that this relative world is real. This delusion arises from their own desire and hatred, but the doers of good deeds, whose bad karma is exhausted, they are freed from this delusion about the relative world. That is the maze you are trapped in right now, and yet you haven't gotten him out of this illusion. I'm here to show him the way. He is mine, possum, said Ival. Cicero's orange eyes were glowing like a blaze thrashing with fire around his pupils. Ival rose up on his tiptoes when the snake hung on and watched from my neck. My lord was backing away to the corner of pages, retreating as far as he could, but when I looked into his eyes again, that orange inferno was burning like ma's fire. The mother of Maya makes all things. She moves what is unmoving. O son of the natives, that is why our world spins, turning my wheel through birth and through destructions. I give you a chance at liberation, but be brave, my child. The power has always been in your hands, said Ival. Somewhere up above, I knew there was a crow ready to screech. I could feel it about to erupt inside my skull, but I couldn't stop staring into my guru's eyes. He was shivering freezing cold again. Which way? I beg, Cicero. Paths are many, but there is no way I call my own. I am guided all over, so that way we're always home. I will always be with you, but right now we need heat. See, there's a chill rattling down my backbone, and I keep shivering in my feet, said Cicero. The crow cawed a third and final time. Without thinking, my body and mind fell in unison when the hands reached into my pocket and took hold of the flint stones when I dashed them together. It was with my own two hands, I created a spark bright enough to ignite all these once blank pages, and now I waited to witness how one man burns. Starting slow and gentle, we watched the blaze grow. Dry stacks were eaten before many flames arose. Some hoped it would live, the soldiers hoped it would die, but they closed the door shut while Ma's flame was climbing up hundreds of contracts that were all based on lies. Evil and Cicero were trapped inside with the serpent and I, when our skin began to sizzle. And when I became one with the light, there was peace present here and now, as Evil came to stand in front of me. Unfazed by the flames, Evil's fingers began unzipping the black membrane, when I saw four more arms reaching out from its back. Then a woman's body emerged underneath when she removed the golden helmet before I saw her bluish-black face with a bright red tongue stretching towards me. A nose ring was chained to her ear while all six arms began reaching for me, and those extra limbs had been pinned to her back like a shell under the black membrane, and I was left watching her raise my chin up to her eyes with ease as fire ravished the room. Cicero crawled beside me when the woman kicked away Evil's padded suit as it dropped in front of me. This was her, and she had matted hair. She was the matriarch of blades, and her wrath was far bigger than I could imagine. Ma, I asked her while the flames rose higher. Well, a name's just a name. I'm more of a trickster than that. But you and I were in this together, and now the mother will always protect her collie Jack. The flames had taken control of the room when her tongue slipped into my mouth while her six arms wrapped around my body. She dropped me and began to dance with the flames when a thunderous earthquake turned the walls into sand. And when they ask why you did it, why you started the flame, what will you say, she asked. The future is filled with infinite light, I told her, and death only lasts one dark night. My body was perishing like the sand, whisking in the wind, slipping away when a new sight saw a higher shore. Dying at her feet, the flame swayed between the mother as she spun with the heat. Cicero's fur was turning crisp when I focused my sight on him as we let go together. Dying among pages, my body and mind found a resting place beside the Lord when I heard the sacred Om echo over everything. What now? Judgment whispered the psychopomp. To become all that you are. Ready to see your card. The weight of a burning body dissolved with the room when the psychopomp covered me with his cloak and took the soul into the immaculate realm of our spirit. This ferryman carried the spirit higher as we crossed a river of life between deaths to a higher shore. Human nevermore, a voice whispered. The twenty-eight psychopomp's cloak covered every sense I once had. This path might have been black before blue, then the purest peace swallowed me when our entire soul came into view. Now I saw a card, and on it there was a mirror above a grave. That mirror was showing me something, and the closer I looked, the more I witnessed the strangest reflection any mirror ever revealed. Face to face with myself, was this really what I'd become? Wearing a black cloak, I could feel the divine armor around my essence, but instead of a mask, My head had taken the form of an opossum, while a tail stretched out from my backbone. Reaching for the card, I noticed that one of my palms had turned black, while the other had gone white. We cannot escape who we are, said the psychopomp. Upon the judgment of a Mokli, through free will upon choice, we sentence you as the twenty-ninth channel between the living and the dead. Looking up, there were twenty-eight unique souls floating above. All these individuals were reunited with the energy of our essence, for we had all walked a path through many lives, yet none walked the same route to find this truth. Each of these souls held the same black cloak, while our heads were transformed into the animal kin who guided our paths toward compassion for all sentient beings. Am I dead? Dead, asked the psychopomp. Now why would you be dead? I don't remember, I wondered. You changed a moment ago, if that's what you mean, but our light never dies. We shine forever, but we appear in different forms, said the psychopomp, smiling. Welcome home to being. I was in the perpetual moment, and every channel was clear. For my entirety was pure and unrestricted, allowing my essence to travel through all beings to interpret nerves and sensations. It was a matter of tuning in to the spirit within, navigating a maze more or less, and now I saw that in time, humanity had the same cognition to tune each vessel by navigating the maze of the mind. Gazing down through the space beneath, I saw the land holding all of Earth's karmic debt within its core. Is that what I survived? I wondered. No, said the psychopump. That's where you died, but your spark bridged a new gap many souls will have a chance to come home. Then, looking above, I felt the immense energy of every star floating within the universe. If light was an eye, then millions of stars were looking back, all connected to the highest father. We were waiting on the cosmic shore, ferrymen more or less, and we were the way in which it was all connected. We are chosen from our choices, said the 20 psychopomp, and now we are responsible for guiding the spirit to the higher and lower shores. So what happens next? I wondered. Well, we live in this moment, but we're waiting on an angel, if that's what you mean. But it's not really waiting, either. It's more like being present until the angel appears, said the psychopomp. The land of our earth became clear, as if my eye was all the sun's daylight upon every rock in space, and even the illumination was reflected off the moon to peer back upon the night. I looked closer upon the land where a great pyramid was burning on the horizon as a fire tore through its core. Whatever special stone had brought the magic to the land was transformed into clay, brick, and limestone. Changing and shifting before everyone's eyes, the giant pyramid was hardened while the inhabitants poured out from within as all the mystical creatures were relinquished into the forest. Many people came out afraid, as if they'd lost something, But that was not the way I saw this light. I saw how we were each connected through all beings and all form. If only the humans could calm their senses to reconnect with this truth. And why be afraid? I wondered. If all souls are connected to one, then why worry at all? And so I heard the mother of all speak. Every form is grown to answer one question, given the form of a body, directed by a mind, How will one unique ego guide a piece of our light over a single lifetime? God was both. It was when the Father's light comes into the mother's womb to create a form of life. We are all children of God. We are all bodies of light. And God is the union of two halves, balanced as the sum, both infinitely dark and bright. Down below, I saw Jane running free. Then there was Otto and Manuka dashing far off through the woods, away from the chaos. Even Ditto was released when he took refuge with the forest. Then I felt the spirit of my long-lost brother Levi, but I could not see where his body had gone. Levi was somewhere deep beyond the earth's surface, all the way under the world in between. I could not see my brother, but I could feel him chained to the very bottom. "'Anything else?' asked the psychopomp. "'Yeah.' I paused. And how high does a tree grow? We waited for a moment. A tree will grow as tall as it can, said the 20A psychopomp. Right, so if they ever feel sad or lonely or upset, they're always growing to their potential. Yep, is that all? asked the psychopomp. And where does God live again? There was a long silence while I listened to the hum of the universe resonate as it spun us around the wheel of all energy and life throughout existence. Everywhere it answered. Oh, right, I remember that too. And how come it works like that? With all that life sprouting up all over, I pointed down at the earth. The more she gives, the more it gets. Pretty cool, huh? said the 20A psychopomp. Isn't it a bit funny? No one ever wants to die down there, because everyone is dying to live with the mother and her earth. And for those willing to shine, then the mother of nature gives us a body to illuminate everything in our path. Only those fighting for her earth are worthy of a chance at freedom. The mother of earth is pure, absolutely kind and compassionate. Because of your hurt, if you die on her land, she'll take back your body and give you a chance to grow again. I could feel our mother down below with all her creatures and plants roaming the earth. She had many names, many personalities and charms, but all life everywhere comes from the mother named Gaia, and only after dying do we remember to protect her at all costs. And I suppose art and life are a lot alike. You won't always understand it, but when it's done well, at least you'll know it's beautiful. Oh, and that kitten! Where could she be? I looked for Jane again, and sure enough, that little kitten was safe and sound. The cat was almost a teenager now, running free without a leash beside my sister. Personally, I thought it would be better if Jane carried the cat along with the drugs and money. But the cat's out of the bag now.